How does it feel knowing that a thief can come steal your peace from your lack of boundaries? <laughs> Think about that, right? Well, I guess it seems it would kind of be like going to bed without locking your door. If a thief came in and broke in mm -hmm. and you didn't lock your damn door, mm -hmm. you'd kind of feel like a jackass. And yep. I guess that's exactly how I feel when I don't put up a boundary and someone hurts me. It's like, well, what'd you expect? Yep. And especially from a narcissist, someone whose intention that whole time has manipulated you or, or conditioned you to allow that to happen. And you don't even know you're completely unaware that, that that's even happening. Well, because we were learning that, I mean, boundaries are very hard to put in place. And so now when we're dealing with a narcissist who can tell when somebody has issues with setting boundaries in place and they like to prey on that. Yeah. I'm noticing it, especially in the last year of my life, because I'm kind of transitioning. But boy, you really start to see people's intentions and it makes you think twice about things and about how much of yourself you're willing to put out there. Yeah. What doors you're willing to let people walk through. Mm -hmm. Right. And then doors that you will unfortunately you'll have to shut them quite quickly we don't set those boundaries sometimes before you set them after mm -hmm. when your system is now unregulated you are now compromised you now feel that type of way that uncomfortable want to crawl out of your skin and now you're almost having to perform you're put on the spot going Ew, ick, I feel uncomfortable. You're put on display. You're having to now say to this person, I do not like this. This is why. It's not that easy when you're already in that state, especially mentally. Well, and that begs the question. You and I watched a really great video from this lady that was talking about dealing with setting boundaries. And especially for girls, a lot of times growing up, you're taught not to make a scene, not to bring undue attention. But sometimes you have to make a little bit of a scene and sometimes you don't need to let it pass and bring it up later. It's OK to be. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, I, I really didn't appreciate that comment. Yes. And if somebody was to do that to me about something, I'd say it kind of puts you in your place a little bit. And yeah. that's what you have to do with setting a boundary. Absolutely. So welcome. Welcome to episode number three from Twofold Uncensored. My name is Jesse. I'm Kara. And today we're going to talk about setting boundaries and especially also setting boundaries if you have a narcissist in your life. Which someone said to me today, a lot of people actually don't even know what that is. Okay. A narcissist. We should start with the definition. I feel let's then. start with that because sometimes even me, I remember a few years ago, people would be like, oh, you, know, you dropped that word narcissist. Oh yeah, I totally know what that is. Well, and everybody says it nowadays, but do we really know what it means? And understand the psychology behind it. Can you become a narcissist maybe from the people that you are around? Ooh. The company that you keep? Lots That's of yes old men. Yeah, lots of yes men, right? Yeah. Narcissism is a personality disorder. And the psychological definition is selfishness involving a sense of entitlement, a lack of empathy, and need for admiration as characterizing towards their personality type. There are a lot of traits associated with narcissism, 
And I just want to name, I'm just going to throw a few of yeah. them at you. Let's okay? unmask them for people. These are some traits of dealing with a narcissist. Stonewalling, silent treatment, shaming, guilt tripping, gaslighting, excessive criticism, unfair comparisons, conditional love, victimizing themselves, envious of you, projection, rage, smear campaigns, triangulation, which is manipulating relationships and creating conflict, and love bombing and invalidation. Hmm. Heavy. Very heavy. And it's funny as you say those out loud. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm like, oh, yep, check. I bet check. you someone comes to mind, right? Absolutely. Yep. And then in that moment, I know even some of you listening or watching this, you go, oh, well, thank God I already either cut that person already out, I put that boundary in. Or if you haven't, this may be, maybe today listening to this, this will be your sign. Yeah. Well, and I think somebody like me, you have to sometimes get given permission that it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what this episode is about because you and I work very hard on set setting boundaries in place and it's not always comfortable. So I feel like understanding what truly setting boundaries is and setting them with with normal people in your life versus setting them with a narcissist. We want to shed some light today on not only how to do that and how to how to spot that happening in your life, but understanding why it's so important for your well-being, for your fucking sanity. Yeah, your mental health. It's crucial for you to be able to understand these and not right away, but at least learn them over time and kind of again listen to that gut feeling going I'm uncomfortable in that moment but not waiting until it gets to that and getting yes. ahead of it to put those boundaries before. And we'll get into that in a little bit here, but, but setting those boundaries before people do cross that line. Well, and, you know, if we think about it in terms of boundaries, you can think of a fence that goes around a house. But when we're talking relationships, those are psychological and emotional boundaries. That's how we're going to allow somebody to treat us, speak to us, interact around us, make us feel that all will, those are boundaries we can put in place. In your life, you just listed all of these traits, character traits that come with someone who is a narcissist. Is there any of those that kind of come to your mind right away on that you've actually experienced or that you didn't know, but maybe now that we're talking about this, it now comes to mind? Um, yeah, for me, a big one is um, conditional love. I think when you, I was raised religious and, you know, there's such clear cut boundaries. And that's what I struggle with now as an adult outside of a religion is that you choose your own boundaries. Growing up, if someone didn't have the same faith, if they broke rules that we wouldn't have be allowed in the religion, whether that's you're getting drunk, you're gambling, you're smoking, you're having sex before marriage. Those were all such clear-cut boundaries. I wasn't allowed to associate with you. You would have never been my friend. No, you would have lit on fire. <laughs> Seriously, all that you listed, I was like, huh. yeah, all the fun <laughs> that come with adulthood. Mm. It's interesting because you have to have a lack of boundaries to even be told who you're going to hang out with and who you won't. 
there has to already be a certain amount of leeway that you've given to a person, an organization or whatever to tell you that this is okay, that's okay, blah, blah, blah. So for me, when I look at this list, there was a period of my life where I was ready to transition and I got guilt tripped so hard for that by someone who was a friend of mine for over a decade. And all of these things happened. I got cut off. I got the silent treatment. I was made to feel an immense amount of shame. I was given the guilt trip. I was gaslit. There's conditional love there because now they don't care about you anymore that you've made a different decision. I think it's so interesting going through this list how heavy it is. I think so much of our trauma will come back to someone who has narcissistic traits. Right away, would you agree with this statement? Whoever that was in your life, they are now, whether they were a narcissist, so if they were a narcissist or not, sounds like it, but... Sensa says... Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone says, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I going to say? Uh, hold on. Whether this person was a narcissist or not, which they probably were, were they uncomfortable with your growth because you are not staying in that box where they met you? Mm-hmm. They love you and want to be around you as long as you stay within their parameters. Yes. So as soon as you were like, fuck you, I'm going to erase that chalk line with tequila, whatever. Right. They're like, oh, no, I, I, I don't like this. I don't have control. Well, and what was interesting is it's because they felt that I had to fit the box of what their value system was. But the reason our friendship ended up splitting was because I was I'm very career driven. I'm very ambitious. But what that was then put on me was actually, I don't want you around my daughter because you are very materialistic, wanting to be career driven. And I don't want her adopting those types of traits. When, again, you're kind of flipping it on me here. There's nothing wrong with ambition. There is nothing wrong with wanting a different path than Mm -hmm. somebody else. But there comes a moment where it just clicks. When you know it's time to cut someone out of your life, you know. Because you know what? That person had done that to me multiple times and I let them. But then one time they tried it and it was, you know what? I will just respectfully agree to disagree. And our friendship has run its course and it was good when it was good. And that's the thing. You don't need to do smear smear campaigns. Whatever they say that... A lot of that comes from people are angry that you've grown. People that are that you're not staying in that box any longer, they're upset about that. What happens is now when you go, I love you, but you know what? Our, our, our friendship, our relationship has run its course and I'm going to move on. It's not even ugly. And they smear you anyways. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Yeah, it speaks more to their character than it does ours, right? And I'm sure there was 16 things on this list. And again, these are personality traits. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a narcissist or not, we can all have one or two of these. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean you're, have I? Okay. (laughs) You're like rage. I was like, am I? Oh, no. Totally. If you're doing a little bit of self-reflection, being like, wait, am I a narcissist? But do you think a narcissist goes, am I a narcissist? No. Do you think that they go, Oh, I'm wrong in this situation. Maybe I can grow grow from it. No, no. What they do is they go, I hurt you, and now 
you're mad at me. Now I'm upset with you and it's your fault because of how you responded to my toxic behavior. Mm. Fucked is that? Yeah, it's messed up. The amount of times that that's happened to me and before I was mentally whatever as strong as I am now. Mm -hmm. The fuck? Well, that's where I think I got twisted. And and then you leave and you're like, hey, wait, what just happened? Listen to that inkling. It's smooth. Lots of times it's smooth. Why? Because just like a someone who breaks into banks for a living. It's the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They're going to be nice to the majority of people. And they're going to take advantage of the minority. Right. The ones that do not have confidence, the ones that maybe are more on the shy side, maybe have not grown yet into they who have, they're going to become. Right. They don't have boundaries yet. Because they're going to break through any boundaries that you had without you even knowing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting because change is scary. And obviously when you're the one changing, that's nerve wracking. But it's interesting because you read a quote earlier about how the pers- the people that will be the most upset about you having boundaries are narcissists, are the people that are not going to respect your boundaries whatsoever. Yes. And so as you go through these, these phases of life, and it's interesting because there's always going to be cycles. I think we're going to change numerous times throughout our life. You might outgrow people. You might drift off and go in different directions, and that has to be okay. Mm-hmm. But when it starts to get so toxic that they are refusing to allow you to bloom into who you're going to be, yep, then cut it off. That cut it off. What did you say? Gangrene, like gangrene. That's Kara's quote. <laughs> cut it off. It's gangrene. You just gotta hack it. That's what you said. You just gotta hack, hack it, off. it off. It's like gangrene. Tell me you watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy growing oh, up. Oh, my God. Without <laughs> telling me you watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. What? So now that we've gone through the list, we know about the 16. Are there any of these that stand out for you of somebody that you've come in, come across that may be a narcissist? I'll be frank. All of them. Like right away, I can literally pinpoint. Um, and it's crazy. Even back to high school. A couple of the ones that really stand out to me, shaming is a huge one. Um, And I'll elaborate on that. Do you ever feel like you want to insult yourself first, as in poke fun at yourself, going, I have skinny legs, I have um, whatever, whatever insecurity you might have. You're around that type of person that you already know is going to make a comment. They're supposed to be your friend. And they'll nitpick and make fun of you. Hate this already. Right? Hate it. But you will want to make fun of yourself first and laugh at yourself to get ahead of someone else saying it first. You will almost feel, and I still do this even at 36 years old, then I will feel in power of that conversation in that moment. That's but very common. It's very common because, again, if you look right. at a lot of comedians, they will make fun of themselves first. Yep. Sometimes if they have some sort of visible disability, that's their, that's literally their, um, their muse almost. Their muse, for that, that's their thing, right? But that, if you think about it, that's really painful and toxic for yourself. 
like those moments when I go to poke fun, I do this a lot with my ADHD. I'm all over the place. Blah, blah, blah. I'll say it because I can see it. I can read the room. People are looking at me going e- like easy, like you're all you're all over the place. And then I feel the need to let them know that you have. Oh, I have ADHD. I haven't taken my meds yet. I haven't blah, blah, where you shouldn't have to explain. Having to think. You shouldn't have to explain your brain needing a moment, whether you have ADHD or not. You shouldn't have to over-explain yourself. But when you feel shame from someone or a narcissist, it's like they get their rocks off on it. What's that saying? Mm. And it's happened to me so much and so much in my life that I still notice that I do that. I'll go to, I poke fun at myself. And what happens is when you talk like that, your brain hears you. Yeah. When I'm like, I'm, they say, say what you want. And I'm like a cheeseburger and a million dollars. Like, right. If you're like, I'm too heavy, I'm too skinny. I'm, I look like shit. Those things, manifestation is real. Trying to get out of that, that, that shaming is obviously one that's pretty, pretty close to me that that's happened to me a lot. Well, um, I actually, that's a good point too, because for a, we talked about how it's either a normal person or a narcissist mm-hmm. for a normal person. You'd feel like shit shaming someone Yep. like when you are getting into it with someone and you see that they're like about to break. You said a joke and that's normal and you overstepped. Right. And you hurt their feelings a little bit. A normal person stops and fixes that right away. And would pick up on it. Right. Whereas a narcissist almost like sees a little bit of weakness and then feeds on that a little bit. And that's how you know that it's a form of a disorder because Mm -hmm. that's not a normal way of human interaction whatsoever absolutely another one for me invalidation dismissing your emotions you're being too sensitive yeah dismissing your emotions and your experiences especially when it came to my career very big moments that me and you had together Mm -hmm. going to korea you know right getting getting big retailers contacting us, us meeting with investors, even small things like you're proud of yourself because you're in the gym. It doesn't have to be a big career thing. You know, something that your child did that you want to celebrate. But do you ever go to express that? And then someone almost makes you feel silly for being as excited as you are. Mm. Right? Just, yeah, that one is definitely uh, hits home for me as well. Well, and I think the one thing we can agree is out of all of these traits, they just suck the joy and the love right out of you. They will suck your drive right out of you as well if you are really trying to change. Exactly. And it's extremely important to set boundaries to protect ourselves from energy like that, but especially from narcissists. Let's talk a little bit about what it looks like to set those healthy boundaries. Whether we're coming in contact with a narcissist or just normal people in our everyday lives, boundaries are so important because they're going to protect our emotional state, our mental well-being, all of those things. Why don't we talk a little bit more about what it looks like to really set those healthy boundaries and what they're designed to do? To be clear as well, a lot of people think that setting boundaries, I feel like, because whether they're conditioned to not speak up for themselves or whatever the case may be, It's not about controlling others. It's about honoring what's going to be the best for you. Yeah. Right? People picture 
Hey, Carrie, you want to go out Friday night? Fuck you. I don't want to go anywhere. Like that's not setting boundaries still means that you are being considerate of your delivery. Mm-hmm. It is going to someone, whether it's a friend, an acquaintance, a, uh, a coworker, right? A parent. Ooh. We can get into that later because that is not easy. Setting a boundary with your parent. You're right, because those change as we get older. I feel like is almost more difficult than doing it with a narcissist, to be honest. Mom, don't listen to this episode. Mom, dad, no, right? But it's not about controlling others. It's just about respectfully, not asking, telling people what you need from them. Well, and it sounds so easy when you say it like that. But like for me, for example, I have a very hard time with boundaries. It's something that I'm actively working on in my life. And it's because I notice that I just want to be told what those boundaries are. I want to just be told what the right and wrong is, what I'm allowed to do, not allowed to do. But that's not what a boundary is. And my boundaries, I, no one can tell you. Exactly. You know what your own boundaries are. And you have to, yeah, you have to learn them. Mm -hmm. And then when you learn them, it doesn't stop there because now you have to start implementing them. And that's where it gets really tricky and challenging. And the people that have the hardest time with setting boundaries are people pleasers because you so badly don't want to hurt other people's feelings or have them think less of you. And oftentimes that's where for me, I'll struggle is I don't want to seem like I'm being bitchy or I'm being cold. Demanding. Demanding, high maintenance. There's so many things that we try not to be. Then you're almost being overly nice. And then you just have made yourself a doormat. Do you ever, I over-explain myself. I need this from you, but this is why. And this is why. Is that okay? Is it okay? Right. You're not, you don't have to ask for permission to have your boundary honored. Exactly. Trust, and we're talking about, like we said, we're educating people and as we're educating ourselves at the same time. Yeah. The amount of times last week you go, you know, is that okay? And you go, what the fuck was that? You leave and you go, of course it's okay. And then you're like, you're mad at yourself. Right. Right? Yeah. When we look at the list, one of them was talking about guilt tripping. Oh, yeah. And now it makes me do a little bit of like internal reflection too, because- we might have some of these traits on the list that we struggle with. Oh, absolutely. And I think about when if I don't want to go somewhere or if a friend doesn't want to come and do something, I might lay on the guilt trip a little bit to be like, are you sure? Come on. We were going to have such a good time. Well, no, she said she didn't want to go and I should respect that and honor it and just leave it there. Yep. And if I don't, that's actually me overstepping my friend's boundary. And I don't know that I would have looked at it like that before. And you know what? I'd love to add to your point. Read your friends. Because me and you, we know each other so well. Right. For me and you, if I go, you're really down in the dumps or something and and I know you. Do you sometimes, yeah, I know what's best for you. But yes, sometimes I'm totally wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. But I will try. I know down. exactly where you're Do going. You know where? You're going to be like, get up, get come up, up, come on, you'll feel better. It, right. But then if I've tried once and you go, no, Jess, really, I'm, I'm not there. I go, okay, no problem. Yeah. I think that I've earned that respect from you For and sure. vice versa. So now if I didn't listen to you the first time and I'm again and again and again, and you're like, bitch, I said no. Right. Right. It's really important to, again, that's reading the room, but also knowing your friend. 
for sure. Also, if you look at setting boundaries a little bit more simpler, as in they're not a brick wall, it's not setting this huge barrier, right? Making it super awkward with that friend. Again, it's about delivery, trying to get ahead of it too before things get worse and then they're not blown up into this big thing where your friend is offended, your coworker is offended. Right. Because then if you're getting ahead of it, it doesn't have to be a big thing. As you go through life and you go through different experiences, we might adopt different triggers or different things that might remind us of past bad experiences. The other thing is that healthy boundaries create that space between you and your trigger. And what I think is so beautiful is that as we start to heal, you can realize that those lack of boundaries are actually rooted in a much deeper thing. And Can you repeat that? What you had said about a boundary mm-hmm. is a, separating. A healthy boundary helps us create space between us and our triggers. Well said. As we heal, we often realize that our lack of boundaries are rooted in something deeper, such as trauma. For mm. me, that's where I got to start to find out things that would set me off or have a trigger is I started to go to therapy. And then in therapy, I was able to find out that I had PTSD. With PTSD, it directly affects your central nervous system. Well, so does setting boundaries because that is then protecting your central nervous system from going off all types of ways. We all know that fight or flight response. No one thinks logically in that response. Yeah. That is not the state of mind where I'm great at setting my boundaries. Or freeze, right? Yeah. Fight, I forget about that one. Fight, flight, that or happened freeze. happened to me not too long ago, when, and that's never happened to me before. Right. Because it's always, yeah, f- fight or flight. And you're or right. Do nothing. Freeze is mine. That's what happens that's to a, me. Yeah. Yeah. Is I usually will start to freeze. I feel like a vibrating in my system almost. Like, like you start to feel up. a shake. Yeah. It's awful, right? It's, it's the like worst. you want to crawl out of your skin. Yeah. And so it's like if we can slowly educate ourselves, slowly either replace or choose friends wisely that you don't need to overthink it. How do you feel after you're being with them? Because after I'm with you, I'm miserable. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was like, hold on. (laughs) After I'm with you, I'm on top of the world. As you should be with people that you feel great around, right? You feel safe. You feel heard. You feel healed. You feel supported supported yeah and encouraged yeah and just lighter Mm -hmm. a lot of people i don't think think enough about who's around them that's how you should feel yeah well because if we get lonely you just you're like well i'm I'm gonna go out with these people settle yeah i'm gonna i just i'm gonna be around some friends right now i've done that we all probably have groups of friends where like those are your party friends. Yeah. Those are your this group of friends. You you settle for companionship. Totally. Right? Big and time. then guess what happens? You pay the price. Well, I recently... Your nervous system might pay the price. Right? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but that's exactly right. Because what you're doing by settling is you've also now settled where your boundaries are. And that's what I think, even for me, I'm learning now at this part of my life of being like, all right, hold on. Before it was 
I was told or there was rules about who I could be friends with, who I couldn't be. Now as an adult, I find that you want to now go against that. And now you want to accept everybody. You want to love everybody for who they are. You want to be supportive of everyone. And then I found like my boundaries were on the fucking floor. And all of a sudden I'm in situations I didn't want to be in because I'm like, hold on a second. Why am I here? Well, I'm there just because I was maybe feeling a little bit lonely or I'm settling on maybe just certain situations. You want to feel like you belong. That's right. You don't want to be that one person to be like, actually, sorry, that makes me uncomfortable. People don't love being that person. But when you're that person for yourself, you're protecting yourself from a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was telling you, I had this conversation with someone where it changed, changed my perspective. If you're a people pleaser, maybe don't do it for you then. Maybe don't put those boundaries in place for you if that's not your motivating factor. For me, okay, what if you can put those boundaries in place out of respect for everybody else in your life and in your circle? Out of respect for how much I care for you, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a little extra cautious of who I bring in my life. Wow. I've never thought of it that way. Right? And it really just kind of makes you realize that your actions have an impact. Yes. And that made me, it gave me a little bit more permission to be like, hold on, I'm going to put a boundary up because maybe it's not for me, but I'm doing it for Jess and I'm doing it for these person, that person. That's a, I never thought about it that way. That's a really good point. I hadn't either. Really tickled my noodle. Excuse me? <laughs> I want to talk about this because when you talk about it like we are now, it sounds so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Putting this in real life scenarios as well. What happens is if you go, okay, I'm going to rehearse. Jesse in front of her bathroom mirror. 100%. <sighs> Black paint. Next time I feel this way. Drive through. Okay, I want a number six with a large Diet Coke. I want a number six with a large Diet Coke. Hi there, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you? I don't know. Just one moment. You? Do you have a blizzard? No, it's the wrong place. Uh, For real. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, yeah, like I'm a thug. I'm so confident. Any type of authority, ma'am. Where are you headed to? I don't have knives in my back. I don't know why. My okay. Sorry, I have to interrupt. There. She's not lying, you guys. She acts like such a badass. She listens to the like Cardi don't you, B. Don't you mess with my I'm street I'm outing cred. you right now. We get to the airport and she sees a customs agent. I was like, wow, could you have bent over any faster? What would you do with the glove? I was like, she, she cracks yeah. with authority. I died okay, laughing. in my fucking defense, he goes business or pleasure. I'm like business. Kara goes pleasure. At the same time, he's like one of them's lying. My upper lip. We got had sweaty. rehearsed pleasure ahead of I time. Thought, you should have gave me a script. My pen. I, picture it. Blue ink on my we pen. We were going to it's Disneyland smudges. for ten days, and we happened to be doing a conference for three while we were there. So I was like, let's just say pleasure. It's fine, Jesse. Business. Well, what is it, ma'am? Oh, I think I she has cocaine up her butthole. You oh should check. Oh my god, I do not. I did he not. He checked and she didn't. Oh my god. I was like, oh. Um, we digress. So sorry. I just had to let you guys funny. know. That was funny as shit. Wait, what were we talking about though? How did that even get there? Authority. Okay, back to 
real life scenarios, just to give you guys like a couple examples, let's we'll start with something in the work, something that you guys have probably experienced, right? When you're working with a whole team or whatever, going, someone going, I need your help with all of this. I need this done, this done, this done. You going, I would love to help you, but I do unfortunately have my own task to complete. Right. That would fall under your scope of work. Exactly. There is a very polite way to put those boundaries in. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go, sure, Ted, no problem. Do you think that they're going to, I don't know why I went Ted. They're never going to, if you first time, right, you draw that line in the sand for regular people, they will not cross that line. But now... Someone who is a narcissist is going to try again and again, and they're going to probably wait until they catch you on a bad day. Well, and I think even regular people, that's where the expression, Mm -hmm. like, you give an inch, they take a mile. Absolutely. Even with regular people, if you don't have a firm boundary, Mm -hmm. like, their instinct is almost to keep asking for more and more and more. I want to read you a quote here Mm -hmm. that that definitely ties in completely to what you had just said. The quote says... I don't care what anyone says. You can be the nicest person in the world. But good people get tired of being good to ungrateful people. And eventually you're going to hit your threshold and then say enough is enough. Ooh. Right? Jesse, love. Kidding. I wish I could take credit for that. Wow. But yeah. And you know what? Uh, sorry. So... Um, 